0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: We got something to say, up <laughs> sure. uh, not this station right here, we don't just got something to say, y'all.
2: Welcome Truth Seekers, you're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call, the number is 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash A Measure of Truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. An expert in the field of marketing and entrepreneurship, Tiffany Boyle is the chief executive officer of Emerge the Magazine, a company that focuses on promoting entrepreneurs and cultural events. She's also the executive director of Access Virginia, a nonprofit organization that provides access to live theater and public venues for the disabled by providing open captioning and audio description accommodations. Tiffany founded Emerge the Magazine in 2011 to provide numerous avenues of exposure for small businesses and the business owners. She has traveled extensively throughout the world, networking, creating memories, making friends, and helping others. Tiffany is a Florida native currently residing in Virginia, a graduate of business from Virginia Wesleyan College, and attends the University of Maryland, pursuing her master's degree in management. Tiffany Boyle, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello. Hello, Tiffany. Thank you for showing up for us today.
3: Oh, thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, yeah. So interestingly enough, this is one of my my um, fascinating LinkedIn contacts that I've met. I always like to talk about how I've come across some of these um, interesting folks that I've met. And you were one of those, Tiffany, and you have used your, your knowledge and your wisdom and abilities to be able to create a magazine. And, and tell us about, you know, what brought this all about?
3: Well, Emerge Magazine started uh, with just an idea. I was just networking, speaking with many different people and just seeing their struggle on how to advertise themselves, how to find people in the industry already that can help them. And so I just thought about creating a magazine or like an online presence where people can find that exposure and get that education they need.
2: You know, that's very interesting, Tiffany, because that's similarly why I started The Measure of (laughs) Truth. And so when I read that, I thought to myself, you know, this is this is really interesting. You're taking a different approach, but you're you're looking to actually connect people and to actually serve as opposed to just getting out there for attention for yourself and also just to make money. So Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what drives a person to create something that, you know, sort of focuses on others as well as, you know, what their dream might be.
3: Well, I uh, am a mother first, and uh, I'm very family-oriented, so it probably helps with my serving um, attitude.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: I uh, love to learn. I love to meet different people. I love to travel. Um, Traveling is one of my favorite things uh, to do, and I just enjoy, I can go somewhere and just sit down and start talking to a total stranger, and I just want to hear all about them, and I just, I like to see people succeed. I like to see growth um, in everybody as, as well as myself, and especially with my daughter, so I just want to be an example for her on how to be in life.
2: Wow. Wow. Now, there's um, an interesting concept in this magazine because it is an online magazine. And just give us a, a brief idea of if someone wanted to start a magazine, you know, five, six, maybe seven years ago, what it would be like? then as opposed to now, what you've learned about the process and all of the obstacles that have been removed from you by going the route that you have in creating an online magazine.
3: Uh, Social media is the biggest help. Six to seven years ago, social media was not as big as it is now. LinkedIn has been a tremendous source of knowledge and information and connections for me. And uh, just being able to Google anything I have a question on, being able to get referrals for people, uh, anything like that, has been such a big help. And I know six to seven years ago that was not around. So it would have really been a lot of word of mouth, a lot of going out to events, uh, more legwork than what I'm required to do now. There's still a lot of legwork now, but that social media, internet uh, help, back me up. So now I know the background of somebody before I actually go meet them.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that a lot of publications now are going online and, and you're starting there. And, and it's just like with me. A lot of, you know, radio, terrestrial radio, you know, they're going online, you know, but I, I get a chance mm-hmm. to start there. So it gives me a different... Um, perspective of of all of the things that you can possibly do because I don't have to relate it to things that I've already learned. So it, it makes it unbound and unlimited. And, and just tell us a little bit about how that impacts what you do as well, being able to reach out to people all over the world um, and um, being able to feature them in your magazine.
3: It helps me to I I am a naturally shy person. So, uh, (laughs) yes, yes, believe it or not, to go up to a complete stranger and introduce myself uh, terrifies me. What I do is I have to count to three in my head and just say, just go for it. Um, So, being able to get that online uh, connection first really helps me of it or I'm not as afraid because I know who I'm talking to I might have emailed them first before actually speaking to them on the phone or meeting them in person Uh, so that that really helped me with this business
2: Wow and um, you're actually um, still in school at this time aren't you
3: I am I'm going for my masters and I'm about a year in so I have another year to go (laughs)
2: So, how do you find the time um, to sort of put everyone into play? And um, you you have a staff, and you know, there's the magazine requires a lot of work. It's a, a production-based um, endeavor that has deadlines and lots of little things that have to come
3: together. How do you do it? Uh, communication is the biggest thing for me. Emails, text messages, phone calls. I and my Staff. We are we're a small staff, but everybody knows their role. Everybody is hardworking. Everybody keeps with their deadlines. Everybody is trustworthy, and I can depend on them. And I be, that helps a lot. Um, if I didn't have that, then I don't think the magazine would work as well as it has been. So I give a lot to my staff. They are amazing.
4: And um,
2: when is the next issue out? Tell us a little bit about it.
3: So the issue will be out in January, and coming soon it will actually be online where you can get a little sneak peek of it, uh, mm. and you can get your pre orders in. But towards the middle of January is when the whole thing will be available. And then the next issue after this one will be a summer issue, and that will come out in July.
2: Okay. Very good. So... Um Tell us a little bit about your your vision for this concept in this magazine. Um, you know, your stakeholders, the people that you want to impact and of course your um readers as well. What type of people do you think are are reading your publication?
3: Anybody in the business industry will get something from this magazine. Individuals thinking about starting a business, uh college students, People who are not college students, maybe they just got out of high school and they have a vision for themselves, you can read this magazine and you can read real stories by real people on how they started or what their obstacles were. You have their contact information so you can connect with them and you can say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What did you do? Um, So anybody who wants to start a business, it's very educational, very informational. For individuals who are already in business, maybe they're looking for other services. So we'll list photographers. We have radio hosts. We have model agencies. We have sports agents. I mean, it's just a plethora of people having their information in this magazine. So if you're in the industry and you need something, you can read this magazine and know these people are top-notch in their industry.
2: Wow. That's great. And um, so you say the next issue will be in D- July. So will there be like a blog attached to this or other you know, small additions to this as you go forward to publishing the next full issue?
3: Yes. We do do an online blog. Uh, we post things about twice a month in regards to individuals, uh, tips, stories, things like that, all uh, professional-related. So you can always go to EmergeTheMagazine.com and read about somebody or some information. If you want information posted, maybe you want to ask our experts, you can just email me uh, with the contact us, and we will try to get that out there.
2: Oh, that's great. That's great. So you're really looking at Emerge the Magazine as being a resource for a number of different types of people who want information that's mostly focused around business and starting your own business and, I guess, tapping into whatever it is that your your life purpose is. And um, that just brings me to my next point. Um, it says here that you're also the executive director of Access Virginia, which is a non-profit organization. Now, you started this before the magazine, or is this something you started after?
3: This, I, did, I did not start this. Uh, my mother, Lois Boyle, actually started, and I've been helping her with it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're kind of like partners, but she's the founder. And um, what we do is we provide open captioning for the deaf and the hard of hearing so that they can enjoy live theater,
4: Mm. And
3: we are also now getting into audio description for the blind and visually impaired so they can enjoy live theater and mm-hmm. it, we're growing. And as we constantly grow, we want to involve museums, we want to involve events that happen throughout the year in loca- different localities, just so we can bring some equality so those people can enjoy the same events that everyone else can enjoy.
2: Wow. That's great. That's great. And please. Give your um, mom's name as well.
3: Lois Boyle, L-O-I-S.
2: Oh, Lois Boyle. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Yeah. And, um, you know, (laughs) I'm a big fan of nonprofits. And the, the main reason why is because people who have a vision for a nonprofit are really thinking about the issue as opposed to the money. And it's about service and it's about doing what needs to be done. And uh, it's just so key. I, I like surrounding myself with people who are willing to do something for someone other than themselves. That, that's, I think, is very important. It's important for people to be aware and conscious because in a situation, you don't always have that person come up to you to tell you what they need. Sometimes right. you just have to figure it out, and, and you have to be willing to assist. And even once you get a thought in your mind, Adjust it a little bit when you actually present it, because you may find that it's over the top, or it's not enough, or it needs to go in another direction. But you still have to push forward. You can't give up on service just because. So, you right. know, that's really, really good stuff.
3: Right. This actually started because my my mother is a court reporter by nature, mm. and she by profession. Sorry, and she. Someone had asked her if she could open, caption, or cart um, their church service Mm. because their church wouldn't provide it. So she literally drove from Newport News, Virginia, to Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, I want to say two Sundays out of every month, and that's about a 45-minute drive. And she provided Mm. those services pro bono for this individual to be able to listen to the church service.
4: Mm. And,
3: oh, that's how the idea started. Well, how about we start doing theater? Because then the, the lady who was getting the services, she said, I would really love to go see the Christmas Carol. Or really, I drive by this theater every every day going to work and I can't go see the theater, the play, because I can't hear it. So that's how that whole vision got started.
2: Wow. And that started back... When?
3: Um, I'm going to say two years ago, because this is our this is actually our third season at uh, Chrysler Hall in Norfolk, mm. Virginia, and we do the open captioning for their off-Broadway shows. So we wow. with with um sponsorships and donations that we can start offering at every theater in this area and spread it across Virginia.
2: Wow, that would require a lot of folks. So um, yeah. <laughs> how how do people, you know, how do people find out how to um, volunteer for this effort or become a part of what you're doing? Um, are you guys on, on volunteermatch.com, or is there a way that people can connect with you to be able to um, be of service?
3: Virginia.info, and they can contact us. They can donate. Uh, they can sponsor things. We would definitely take volunteers. We're not on volunteer match. Is that that's the, what they listed?
4: Yeah, but yeah. That
3: is, a, that is a good idea for us to get on there. So.
2: Oh, yeah. So, well, I was going to mention yeah. that if you guys were not on there. But, yeah, it, it, it is a great way because those folks are already out there waiting to find out mm-hmm. what they can do and where they can go and where they can share you know, share their um their gifts. So that that's good. And we'll talk more about that later if you need some more information on that. But oh, yeah, um, that would be great. Oh great. Now I I want to find out too also um when, whenever you guys have a fundraiser or anything you're trying to do to get more, um you know, get the word out about what you're trying to do, please feel free. Um, And this is for all of you nonprofits out there and you people who are on the ground who are really out there working to serve others. You know, I I give you an open-door invitation to always contact me. Um, We can feature you. We can find out more about what you do. But also, we just want to find out what you do and how you do it and what help you might need to be able to continue your efforts. And um, I really, really applaud you for what you do. And I always think it's really important when someone comes up with a brand new concept as well, because you're you're blazing the trail to help people to understand some needs that are out there. So anyone, you know, no matter where you are in the country, you know that if you've got those gifts, you might be able to provide those services as well. Maybe you didn't think of it, but uh, it's not something that you can't do because it's not your idea. But um, maybe you want to contact, um, and the, the name of the organization again is Access Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, and find out more, and hopefully you guys can branch branch out and be able to provide more support across the country, like you know you said, that would just be amazing. That's what we're
4: hoping
3: for. We're working hard towards that.
2: So tell me, let's get back to the magazine too, and um, your whole idea and concept for that. When you first began and you knew you wanted to do this, what made you think that you could put this all together? Um, You know, it's a pretty big undertaking.
3: Well, I actually I started with this idea in 2011, and it took three years. (laughs)
4: <laughs> for it to actually
3: come to fruition. So it, it, I think it was a change in myself as well, maturity level. Um, mm-hmm. And my determination had grown. Like this is, I've always had a passion to have my own business, passion to be an entrepreneur. It's always been with me. And so I just, the timing is right. Um, again, my maturity level has grown. I've seen more and experienced more i've my I've changed myself um as far as just being more confident and being able to take that risk now, so I just determination you just you have to have it. I just said I will no longer be afraid, and I will get this done, and things have just fallen into place,
2: really, wow, um. Yeah, I, I can't say things just fell in place with me. I sort of had to fight my way through, but it's good to hear that for you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have to
3: fight a little bit. It's not everything's not great, but it, for the most part, uh, the right people have come into my life, the right contacts. So it's it's pretty good.
2: Oh, that's great. That's great. And it, it's interesting too to to, um, to convey an idea and have someone buy into it and understand what it is you're trying to do and, you know, put themselves behind it the way you have. So, you know, kudos to you for that, being able to, um, you know, find the support that you need as well. And um, so what do you see yourself with um, Emerge Magazine um, down the road, let's say, you know, three to five years from now?
3: Five years from now, we will... The, the resource center for business, for entrepreneurs, uh, we will have not all the answers, but we will at least know where to go to get the answers.
4: Mm. And
3: I see us having conferences. I see us uh, having a mentorship program. I see us um, just providing that exposure and promotion for businesses to gain them more foot traffic. That, that's what I see, maybe, and then hopefully maybe we'll expand into other into other areas instead of business. Maybe it'll be fashion. I mean, we never know where it'll go. Right.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's great. Um, it says here you're an expert in the field of marketing and entrepreneurship, so tell us a little bit about that. Um of course, you have a magazine. You must understand marketing, but just tell us <laughs> some of the other ways you've used your your skills in marketing and um, found your passion for that.
3: Well, I actually, from a job that I had, I went into a totally different field from what I was doing, and I became a technical sales representative for the shipyard, and I got thrown into doing sales-slash-marketing-slash-business-development-in-the-nuclear-world.
4: Really?
3: Yes. That um, completely threw me for a loop. Not only did I know nothing about nuclear energy, but I knew nothing about this field. And the field is a very small, close-knit group of people. Uh, They're they we didn't really have me and the people who are in the nuclear industry have been in it for years. Um so mm. let's say they're a little bit older than me. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> we're not gonna have anything in common. They're gonna just look at me as you know, who's this and I and I look young, so they're just gonna look at me as this young for who's this young person coming here. But I really had to uh research the industry I had to, again, this is where LinkedIn came into play. I didn't know, I didn't have any contacts when I started in that field. So I had to really find contacts. And my boss looked at me when I got in, uh, let's say, an appointment. When they do appointments, they do like dinner. So when I got a dinner with the vice president of Duke Energy, my boss looked at me and was like, how did you do that? <laughs> I like,
4: I don't know. <laughs> But wow. that's
3: my, that was my first taste of, oh, I can do this. I really like this. and Wow. That, well,
2: you you should have looked back to the interview when you got that
4: job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. That's pretty amazing. Got that job. <laughs> that's true. Wow.
3: Good. I, th- I think that job also helped me build up my confidence to so where I could go to a room full of people I don't know and just explain a product that hadn't something to do with, you know, nuclear energy and radiation. And it was just, it was very uh, educational.
2: Wow. That, that, is, that is amazing because I've never, and I'm a geek and I'm into a whole lot of stuff, but I've never met anyone in that industry. And I'm out and about quite a bit. So that, that was yeah. just really something for you to just say that. That just blew me away.
4: Yeah.
3: It is a very close-knit group. These people have known each other since they were probably in their 20s, and they're now in their 40s and 50s, and they've all been working in the same industry. So it is hard.
2: Wow. And how long did you do that?
3: I did that for about three years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Well, so you you got in there and you established yourself. So you couldn't just say that was um, a drive-by. You were definitely in the mix.
3: Yeah, yes, yeah. But wow. it was fun. It was fun. I love nuclear energy. So go nuclear.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
2: if you can tweet that, but yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, that's something else. That's really something. And um, so what are some of your other um? Expertises as well. I mean, are are you actually working with entrepreneurs in any other ways, or is it just through the magazine, or have you done something like that that made you think to um, create certain things that are contained in the magazine based on those experiences with them?
3: So um, everything else has been very informal, just helping friends start their own businesses, getting their business plans together, uh, giving them the steps to take to start it, getting them in contact with the right people. So every I've, I've done this for a while. It's just been very informal.
2: Mm, see, and it's interesting because you've done this for a while. It was informal. And now your next step is uh, a tool to help you to be able to do that better for those that you're already in contact with, but a lot of new contacts as well. You sort of expanded the whole process by putting it out there in a magazine. Right. Yeah, great. that's great. That's a winner right there. You know, I always like yep. to look at how people started and why they started and what they're doing now and how it might be different or whether or not it's more of the same. So that that's really good, and I think that you're on a um, a very successful path because of that. Um, you know what it is that you want to provide to people who are in business, and you you know, you know how to get them that information. Even the information you don't know, it's not a concern because uh, in this world of, um you know, social media and the internet, there are resources out there that just need to be reined in. And all you would have right. to do it at that point to share them with the folks who need it. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Very simple concept. Great idea. And, um, I'm going to ask you this question because you asked me. (laughs) Okay. What does emerge mean to you? (laughs) You gave it a great title, and um, I I really wanted to hear your take on that as well.
3: Okay. Uh, Emerge means to me to simply be bold and come out.
4: Mm. Wow. That's it.
2: Yeah, for everyone else that missed that, because I I saw that right there, (laughs) you talked about how you were so shy and the things that you've been able to do that have helped you to overcome that part of yourself, still prove the talents that you have. So really, that's what it's about. It's about, um, you know, running up to your fears and and just dismissing them and um, Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there to the point where you have an impact on others. Yeah. Awesome. You know, Oh no, go. What were you saying? Sorry.
3: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if it helps anybody counting your head, one, two, three, and just go for it.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, and there's so many people out there that their success, their destiny is only held up by their fear. It's no one else, it's just their their own fear of succeeding or their fear of um being defeated or failure. These things are, are stronger than anything else out there that could be against you. It's really what's internal. Yeah. Because um when you realize that, you know, you only limit yourself and you put that side of you away, if you can find a way to do that. Oh my god. You know, there's really nothing you can't do. If it's in you to do, there's nothing you can't do.
4: Right. You can't
2: just do anything. You have to but you're able to do everything that's in you to do. And I think that's really right. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Wow. And um I I want to tell everyone too. Uh <laughs> we went back and forth quite a bit as well just you trying to pursue me it was just a bad time to to be (laughs) interviewed as well and Uh you know i i I saw everything that you went through believe it or not because i go through that as well with trying to book my Mm -hmm. guests Uh, and i was not trying to be difficult intentionally i just had so much going on but these are the lives we lead um we 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 chase after what it is we want until we get it and yes, um, right. I just want to say, you know, your tenacity in doing that um, is very impressive as well. And, um, you know, you can tell when someone who's in it to win it or someone who is just along for the ride. And that is important to everyone who's a part of the process to be able to see, you know, your commitment to what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I want to um, take a quick break and do a quick promo for um, Social Digital Media, and we'll be right back after this. Social Digital Media Incorporated is a 501c3, not-for-profit, member-supported digital multimedia production facility structured to serve the public and independent producers of digital media, primarily for the web. Social Digital Media Incorporated offers state-of-the-art member-funded digital recording studios to allow its members to create portable, professional-quality digital video and audio productions that can easily be rebroadcast using any number of the hundreds of web syndication services currently available. In a nutshell, it's public broadcasting for today's generation. To put it plainly, Any person or organization that could benefit from the exposure of radio, TV, or video will benefit from the low-cost resources made available through Social Digital Media Incorporated. Our goal is to help promote a digitally inclusive society through emerging digital media production standards that empower its members by providing a digital gateway. That provides the tools and personnel needed to produce professional, inexpensive multimedia formats on a digital, portable platform to capture, deliver, and broadcast their message to the world. We are working towards our goal of opening the doors of a state-of-the-art studio to a community of passion-led artists who have a gift to share with the worlds they impact. We are already in the process of creating a new culture of mentors and apprentices equipped with the advanced production skills taught via informal education systems that will foster a brand new learning environment for bridging the digital divide. We move art from concept to impact because social digital media moves the world from disconnected to connected. Find out how to help us reach our goal at socialdigitalmedia.org. Welcome back, truth seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham, and we're talking with the CEO of Emerge, the magazine, Tiffany Boyle. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you. You know, I see some similarities in some of the things that we're um, doing and some of the um, prospective guests that we have. And I just wonder if you have um, slots available for people who are in business who are filmmakers because there's a business side of that and also authors and, you know, a lot of the people that I feature on my show.
3: Yes, we definitely do. We have an um, author actually in the magazine. Uh, we have a filmmaker who has a profile on the website, so we, and we have a, a section for that. So we definitely have a uh, room available. We always are welcoming new business owners black entrepreneurs to contact us to be featured. Uh, we do have a profile that's free you to put your information on and we do profile of the month so you can be the profile of the month and have your information blasted out you know over all of our social media outlets for that whole month and then we do our featured blog and our monthly newsletter as well
2: all right great that's awesome because i think i have a few people that i would like to send your way and um I think that would be really good for us to, um, you know, give more exposure to a a number of people who could, you know, use it at the time that best suits them as well. But, um, yeah, I think that um, this could work out. This could definitely work out. Yeah, and um, hopefully we can talk more about that in the near future as well.
3: Okay, great. Yeah, and I definitely have um, nonprofit organizations and their uh, founders. Uh, We have a whole section devoted to that in the
4: magazine, our diversity and inclusion section.
2: Mm, Very good. Wow. I'll definitely have to take a look at that as well. And um, if you ever find anyone that I've interviewed that you would like to feature, please let me know or you can contact my producer directly and we would definitely um, like to be able to, because I think it's a service to them as well, to be able to get them that extra exposure. Um, Mm -hmm. Radio has a certain listening audience, and, um, you know, blogs and magazines have a different uh, readership as well. And uh, I want to be able to merge those and share those as much as possible, mix them up.
3: Yeah, sounds great.
2: All right. Um, Now, your um, magazine, when it first comes out, are there going to be any events also to promote your magazine down the road or anything like that we should know about or look forward to?
3: Yes, we're going to have uh, we have events set up. We're going to have social Saturdays, which will be for everybody to come. We're going to have definitely ha- we're going to have a premiere opening night gala, which will mm. be in the D.C. area. That'll be oh, nice. uh, end of February beginning of March. So we'll mm-hmm. be looking for your invitations in the All right,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: we're going to have that. That's going to be a spectacular, very nice event. Uh, and that will have more information to come again in January. We we want to have a membership group called the Emerge Elite, and that will also have their own event. So you automatically know these people who are Emerge members are business owners. Um, have They have to have a certain criteria to become a member. So when you come to one of these events, it is definitely going to be worth your while to network and have a good time as well. So we have tons of events that will occur in 2015. We are planning our conference now for uh, the fall as well. So that will be a two-day event.
2: That's awesome. And you plan on doing more of these conferences annually, and um, you know, I guess you'll provide some subject matter experts along with um, some of the things that you feature throughout the year.
3: Yeah. 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 Fun and business
2: together. Wow. Very exciting. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Well, you know, um, I got to admit, I'm really proud of you. I hardly know you, but, you know, this is good stuff and and this is great. I I love to hear stories about people pursuing their dreams and, you know, making it happen and especially knowing the challenges it might take to be able to, you know, put this all together and make it run smoothly. So. I I just want to say kudos to you, Tiffany, and, um, you know, we wish you the best, um, but we're going to go a little bit further than that. We're going to, you know, roll up our sleeves from time to time and really help out. So if there's anything that you really need from us, just let us know. We'll be glad to um, partner with you on um, some of your endeavors as well.
3: Okay, great. Great, I definitely look forward to it, and we'll be calling you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again for taking time out and we are, you know, looking forward to meeting you at the gala and um we'll probably be talking again real soon.
3: Okay, sounds good.
2: All right, thanks again. Thank you. If I may paraphrase Stephen King, the most important things are the hardest things to say. These are the things you feel ashamed of because mere words only diminish the thought. You see, words shrink things that seem limitless when they were in our hearts and minds to no more than just living size when brought out into the open. Oh, but it's more than that, isn't it? You see, the most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried. Like landmarks to a treasurer Your enemies would love to steal away and use against you at the worst possible moment. But still, you make revelations that cost you dearly, only to have people look at you like you're crazy, not understanding what you've said at all or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried when you were saying it. Do you know what's even worse than that? Is when the secret stays locked within. And you can't get it out. Not for want of the courage to talk about it, but for want of someone who will just listen. Just listen. As someone who spends a great deal of time searching for the truth, the lesson that I've learned from this quote is, if you want the truth, you have to be prepared to release all judgment and be open enough to hear and accept the truth, in whatever form it might take. Judgment alters the truth by changing how it's told or presented. Not accepting the truth stops the bearer from sharing the truth. Ignoring the truth kills ambition and is a recipe for disaster and makes success impossible. We all over the years have learned to guard ourselves against deception, But I've also come to realize that in most cases, you don't even have to discover or discern the truth. You just have to let it be and see it for what it is. Maybe you have a story too. It doesn't have to be just like the one we've heard. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm here and I'm willing to listen. All I ask from you is, A measure of truth.
0: Mercy, mercy, me. Things ain't what they used to be. No, things ain't what they used to be. We. We, us, that's you and me We have got to be different We can't say the same We have got to enlighten Every member of the game In this game of life There's too much strife There's too much hurt There's too much hate Everyone's perceptions Cloud the debate Right and wrong Wrong and right Where is our fight? I say, let there be light Truth first starts the healing of our pain. For us, he was slain. Ain't no time to be lame, it's time to reclaim, rebirth, and rename the game I came to proclaim through enlightenment. And that's the only reason why I was sent and arrested no more, nor lies to adorn. We had to teach the kids all the reasons why. We had to teach the kids not to fall but to fly there, killing each other, incarcerated, following the lies mindlessly indoctrinated, why oh why could, will it it to be the reason, his ways still pleasing, his grave, his legacy still breathing our minds, think about it if you will, the process of thinking, he did kill, as he set up for generation after generation, it's still clear that we haven't recovered, shackle in the mind, my people, shackle in the mind, Time for a revolution. You see, I think that a revolution is the only solution to this here, pollution of the mind. A revolutionary method to unwash the brain, to cleanse the stain. The revolution is the truth. We must speak the truth and live the truth. A revolutionary method to rid us of corruption, destruction. We can't stop talking about it until our people, our children are thinking about it. Thinking, thinking it all Thinking at all. up up against the wall, our arms and legs spread tall. Y'all can't you see the state of mind of the majority? Are the educated in the African American community? The majority are the enlightened in the African American community, the majority are the responsible men in the African American community, the majority is spirituality. The majority of our youth. If you can't say yes, then it's time to be set free. Mercy, mercy, me. Things ain't what they used to be Now nah, all the radio that sings The sound of fornication bound The sound of Sodom and Gomorrah bound Explicit lyrics of Lust, lust, lust It's okay to sing about Where to lick me, where to stick me In our society, the adults they let it be Mercy, mercy, me For the children to see and our society Right is wrong and wrong is right That's the song they sing with all their might Sober is wrong and DUI is right That's the tune they chant with all their might Crystal to drink that's all they think And that's answers their mind think Of doing nothing but a mix Drink, 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 whore Babylon does wings. Our society does think Into a pit of death It stinks When will we stop to Think, think, think but that's what they said about rock and roll, 103.9. this Jackie told that this replied half past nine to the sound of my words. Freedom of speech is what they say, freedom to destroy the morals of yesterday. Well, this is what I have to say. This is what I have to say, y'all. How far are we, how far are we willing to go? How much are we willing to show? Slippery slope, this is a slippery slope. Act like we know, no brightness as we glow. I ain't willing to go on the Sodom and Morning show. Does anything go? Does anything go? Does anything? Anything go. Don't say no till you open your eyes, take a look at your world. Anything goes on the radio, practically anything goes on that videos Anything goes on those reality shows, violence, cries, the video game wars, and that's why our children don't grow. Anything goes in the political game show. Still the presidency is just what we know. Contradictions, truth, their responsibility and remission, it's all fiction, it's a lie. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they seem to be, no, if we don't grab the mic, make a plan, take a stand, this land will stand in the shoes of S&G. Can't you see that's the prophecy, giving ourselves right with God, is the only possibility of being free for eternity. If things ain't what they used to be then, when Marva Gay's saying and things ain't what they used to be now, then we need to be on the ground, prostrate, let's debate, what we create, what we delegate to our youth, how we relate to the truth, our walk, and our gate. Let's get it straight before it's too late. Mercy, mercy
4: me.
2: Everyone at some level desires to be loved and respected. And I get that. I'm no different. But most importantly for me is I want to be able to live my life authentically and be all that I am or any part of me that I choose to share at a moment's notice, at my own discretion, and on my own terms. This is a freedom that I hold very dear. I'm proud to say that there's a lot more to me than what's portrayed in my online profiles and not the other way around. And I'm happy to report that many of you can say the same. We all have a role to play in this vast experiment we refer to as social media. Many of you are feeling the pressure or burden of public life because of the up-close and personal interactions of your followings, who somehow are under the illusion that they are your closest friends and therefore have the right to say and share comments and opinions that should never be part of the written timeline of your social media interactions. Every post, tweet, Instagram, or YouTube video is a gamble. And it's a process once initiated that can at any given moment spiral hopelessly out of control. But it's your choice to participate and at your discretion as to how far down the rabbit hole you choose to venture. But at all costs, don't let yourself be consumed because you've failed to think it through. Social media has a life of its own after the post. What you meant for good could very well get lost in translation in the blogosphere. Many of us have been able to amass huge followings and that in of itself is a great achievement. But this was never my goal. To be honest, I care far less about my image and what people may say or think about me than I do about being true to my purpose. To provide words of wisdom and encouragement to a listening ear or providing a platform for a voice that needs to be heard. Some of you have become a slave to your phone, responding to every chirp, buzz or notification like a puppet waiting for your master's next command. While in the meantime, while you busy yourself with your prompt reply, or trendy hashtag, life is happening all around you without your valuable input. While you sit on the bench waiting for the balance to shift in your favor. Life is happening right here and now. But if you're not present and in the moment, Are you really living? Stop living your life in snippets that you hope to share more than you hope to live to the fullest. What's my point? Well, I'm not looking to prove anything to you as much as I would like to share with you a pathway to release some of the burdens that you've attached to yourself. Live your life unbound and fully aware of the potential around and within you. There is a path to navigate through the madness and see a way clear to the light at the end of the tunnel. Have I fully divested myself from this manic behavior? No. But I have refused to allow social media to get a stranglehold on me. And the reason that I believe that I have been successful is because that I've not allowed these interactions to take priority over God, family, friends, and real-life experiences. Most of all, I've not allowed the desire to be popular or liked, change who I am, in an attempt to hide my flaws and only show my most favorable side to promote a stellar brand identity. Let me ask a question. Does 500 likes on Facebook mean that anyone really likes you? Don't be fooled. I would much rather just be real. There's no pressure in just being yourself. Although I have put myself in the position to offer both the professional and the personal side of my life, it does not mean that I'm willing or even capable of being shaped or molded into the person that you would have me to be. This is what I know. No matter how precise your measurements, I will never fit into the box you have for me. When it's all said and done, if you can't go out into the real world without feeling the pressure to be restricted to just one facet of who you are all the time, maybe you're doing it all wrong. I'm no expert, but I am who I am 100% of the time. And I don't feel pressure to be anyone else or just show a portion of who I am to fit in and not stand out. If you're afraid to be yourself, you need to sit back and think it through and figure out what it is you're truly afraid of. Just be honest with yourself. That's the first step to remove the mask that would hide your true identity. No matter what people might say, there's really only one measure of who you are, and that is a measure of truth. Well, we've come to the end of another great show. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you Ask God for wisdom daily. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, care of what becomes of you.
1: Turn it up, y'all The measure of the truth, 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 yeah Michael Fordham, y'all <laughs> Measuring truth Talks Radio <laughs> Yeah All those other stations out there They always got something to say Shut <laughs> up. But uh Not this station right here We don't just got something to say We got the truth, we got the truth, got